Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Bizarre Junkies podcast. I am your host, Austin Alvarez. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate every one of you that watches. Today, we are joined by a good friend of the studio, a good friend of mine. Uh, he is the host of the Veterans Minimum podcast. You can find that uh, everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and when he's not doing that, he's busy choking the life out of me at jiu-jitsu practice. We are joined by Nick Diaz. Nick, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, man. I appreciate the invite. I appreciate the nice words that you said. And yeah, we are uh, jiu-jitsu partners. Yeah. Getting, getting you after it, man. You're looking nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm down uh, 35 pounds okay. since the beginning of the year. For anybody who's been following, I may have looked a little bit uh, thicker in the paint, but now I'm uh, thinning out. Yeah, I mean, that's... Do they know about this, uh, the wager? Uh, it... I don't know if I've told about the wager on this show. It's public. So, uh, as you, uh, most people know who have been following this show, I work for John Orlando. He's the owner of the studio. Uh, back in my heyday, back in my previous life, I was real thin, real skinny. Uh, I wrestled in high school, so I was real fit. Uh, he basically saw an old video of me, and he's like, bro, what the fuck happened? And I was like, that's a very good question. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Uh, kids, metabolism was like, hey, bro, I'm not going to stick around for this. See ya. Uh, so he goes, what would it take to get you back to that? And I was like, I don't know. I, I just have to like be motivated and just go after it. Like I know how to cut weight. I've cut weight before in my life. I, like I wrestled for three years. I know how to cut weight. And he goes, okay. And this was the weekend of the 24 hour podcast that action junkies does every year, which was the first weekend in March. He goes, Okay, Austin, if by March 1st, which is the first weekend of March next year, by March 1st, we start the live stream at 5 a.m., you come in and you weigh in, and you are 170 pounds, I will hand you 10 grand. So that's where we're at right now. So I have still got a little less than a year now, but I started at 255 at the beginning of the year. I'm at 219 now, so. Dude, I was 218 Super Bowl Monday. Damn. I'm 197 now. Ooh, boy, getting so, after it. Think about it. You weighed what I weighed. Like, what? What would that be? Two, three months? Two? Yeah, three months ago, roughly. Three months in a week. Good man. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I mean, the first week I did jujitsu, I lost five pounds. That's why I train so much. Yeah, it is the best, dude. I I try to run ten miles a week, not all at once, but I yeah, I'll do two miles here, one mile here. Sometimes I'll go half a mile. I'm like. Fuck this! I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> when you wear your 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 suit and you go, uh, out there? I just I just bought the the sauna suit. That was uh, a terrible decision I did the other day. It was like 101. You don't need that running. here in New York. You need that. Yeah, here, you don't need that. A lot of people told me that they're like, bro, wear that at nighttime. Yeah, because it's still like 98. Yeah, at nighttime, but you don't have the sun. Dude, I felt like my skin was burning. The only time I've ever seen people wear that were UFC fighters, like on the Ultimate Fighter, and they needed to cut yeah, weight. Yeah, to cut and, weight. And it's here, but that's because you know, 30 minutes in a in a you know, sauna, trash bag, tracksuit, right. you're going to be good and dandy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been fun. You, uh, you definitely kicked the dog shit out of me multiple times a week, but I'm, uh, I'm here for it. White belt slayer. <laughs> White? I don't know if that's something to be proud of. It's not at all. I'm a white belt slayer. It's not okay. At all. That's like, uh, I always see the memes and it's like, uh, have you seen the Beetlejuice meme where they're like, what do you do? He's like, nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's always like uh, the, <laughs> Those you, are the best. you when the coach comes up to you and be like, "Why are you why are you having your friends film your sparring session with the white belt?" Like, get, get, see all that funky stuff, <laughs> <laughs> or like the other one where it's all like, "Why do you have your friends filming when uh, it's like what you POV?" The coach uh, asks you what you're doing when he sees you uh, about to start rolling with the trial guy. 
Oh yeah, once they first walk in. Yeah, you're like, I'm gonna fuck this guy yeah. up. That was me a few uh, last week. I've wrestled. I, I didn't even told you really, but I rolled with a guy. You may know who's in the Monday night class, and he's a big dude. And like he was gooning me. He was gooning me hard. Like he would just shove me, and I would be like, "Fuck, dude, okay." And uh, he was super nice the whole time, though. Like he was speaking to me nicely, but when it came to roll, I mean, I get it. Like you're there to roll. Like I'm not gonna hold your hand, but like also like. I tell you, I'm on like week three, dude. You know, yeah. just need to goon my shit. But he tells me afterwards, and George, you may appreciate this. He tells me afterwards, he goes, he goes, so why did you pick jujitsu? And I go, oh, because, you know, I wrestled in high school and it was like a good segue. And I've always wanted to do it. You know, I don't want to get punched in the face. He goes, yeah, I've got some demons I got to work out. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Everybody's got demons, brother. Well, that's why that's I'm also. What this show's about. That's why I'm also looking out for you too. I'm trying to direct you in the right way as far as like who to go with. Yeah, I'm not rolling with that dude anytime soon yeah. again. Definitely. And and I was I was in a main event. With that Let's guy. go. You were in the cage. Yeah, I was in the cage. Yeah, I was so busy. I call the cage main event. I love going in. There. Yeah, the George. Best. I finally got to do main event last week. Where if the mats are full, they have the you get the, to go to the cage. Yeah, right? you get to go to the cage. Things get a little more intense. How the how the cage feel? Oh, dude, I I could do UFC tonight. I'd be fine. It's a bold statement. Yeah, Cotton. I don't know about all, all that, right, this bro. is turning into the Bizarre Sports Podcast. <laughs> Nick, uh, it's funny how this happened because literally a few weeks ago, I go, you know what? It's a little odd because I would have, you know, as in terms of podcasting, because if we're talking about what we do for a living, besides people that work here at the studio, you're the first guest that I've had that does the exact same thing as me. Really? Yeah, everybody else has like, Either that's their job or like we just had Jay Wazley on. His job is he's on TV. Mm. You and I did the same thing. We host a podcast. We produce podcasts. We cut content. That's what we do all day, every day. Uh, And then we go and do podjitsu as well. Yes. When you podcast and do jujitsu, it's podjitsu. It's podjitsu. It's a fun fun, uh, trifecta. It's different. It is very different. But so I remember having, and this is funny, we were like in warm-ups. Like we were jogging and I was like, you know what? You know what I realized, Nick, is uh, you know, I don't really think I would ever have a reason to go on your show, and I don't think you'd ever have a reason to come on my show. And you go, that's why we're best friends, because we never ha- – and then literally, like, I want to say, like, either that same night or the following practice, which was, like, two days later, you go, hey, actually, I could come on your show. And yeah. you told me, which we're going to get into here first, um, you wanted to talk about near-death experiences, which fortunately for me, I have not experienced this far in my life. But I've heard that they are absolutely terrifying. I've had three. One is really, really stupid. Okay. The other two were like legit. And in all three scenarios, dude, you ever hear the stories where people are saying, yo, my whole life flashed in front of me? Yeah. All three times that happened. Legit. Like it went back to my oldest memory, dude. I'm three years old. That's Six Flags Great Adventures with my parents waiting for the Batman ride. Like, that's... If you were to tell me what's my my longest memory, it's that. I remember that. And I, and I have the picture. Well, my mom has the picture. I'd be able to tell you like that day in 1994, the summer of 94. Like, that's... Damn. I can't remember anything like Around that. that? Yeah. I have the same thing. Like, I remember... Why is it an amusement park? My first memory is being scared fucking shitless at thinking like age four... At Disneyland with my parents. Like, why? Why is it always well, like amusement I, I, parks? I feel like, like I feel like amusement parks are very kid friendly. Yeah. Like you go there, you kind of have a good time. There's the kiddie rides. Obviously, I'm not going on, you know, Scream Machine at Six Flags, which is like just nah, you just constant, pussy made, constant flipping and whatnot. 
But uh, yeah, man, that's like my longest memory, dude. And it went all the way to that to like the day before. It was n- and all within. I mean, each one was like different spacing in time. Like one was about like a minute and a half long. The other one was like quick. And that shit happened in a flash, dude. The the experiences are like the the moments in your life flashing. Uh, both. Okay. So okay, so let's start from the beginning. What was the first one you experienced? You want the really dumb one? Sure. Let's go. Th- let's right. go there. So I had. I'm 32 now. I had braces at 27. Okay. And uh, they're fun, aren't they? Yeah, it's a little awkward to try to hit on chicks at the bar when you're 27 and you got See, braces. I got it out of my... I started when I was a freshman in high school, and I had them taken off when I was, I think, 19. Yeah, when you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a me. normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I get them, and uh, I get them, right? And I couldn't have... Like, I love cold cuts. Bologna, salami, pepper, all, all that shit, right? And, dude, uh, there's a really popular deli in Queens where I grew up called Sal Chris and Charlie's. One of my good buddies, John, he owns it. And, dude, they have, like, hero sandwiches for, like, $11. And you're looking at it, like, that should cost 50 Like, they pimp it out with, with spices and vegetables and all this meat, right? And that's, like, the bare minimum, too. They're like, what, what do you mean? This is, like, our basic sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't eat specific foods when i had the braces on and i remember getting the sandwich and i couldn't wait to eat it and i was driving home with my mom and like i took a really big bite of the sandwich and because of the braces i couldn't really chew the way i wanted to dude i went to take down a piece that was like basically if i was to just cut a sandwich and just put the whole thing in my mouth without chewing and trying to swallow it that's what i did and, bro, I'm sitting there. My mom is driving, and I'm just going like this. Just like that. Right. And I start tearing, and I grab my mom's hand, and I make eye contact with her. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, and, dude, my entire life, like, under eight, playing soccer, traveling to Greece with my mom when I was six, traveling to Greece to play soccer with my friends when I was, like, 15, high school football, Every girl I ever dated, college in Buffalo, dude, everything flashed in front of me. It felt like five minutes. My mom ended up saying it was like 30 seconds. Right. But, bro, I remember just, and the way I just ended up like throwing it up, and my mom started crying, slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> For throwing, fuck? throwing like, up in her car? I, dude, I was about to die, bro. <laughs> Legit, I was about to die. And it was because I couldn't like chew properly. Right. And that felt like, like I said, it felt like five minutes long. My mom said it was like 25 seconds. But in that time period where I'm choking, I'm like, yo, I'm dying. Legit, I'm like, yo, it's a wrap. I, there's nothing I could do. I just started like, like <gasps> and then it just like came out. And yo, best, well, the worst part, I start hysterical laughing. <laughs> like as a way to deal with what just fucking yeah. happened. I'm like, holy shit. I start, I'm, I'm in tears. I'm laughing. My mom's crying, slapping the back of my head. You motherfucker. You're so stupid. What's wrong with you? I was about to lose my baby. All this shit. And I was like, yo. And then I just like threw out the sandwich. So you didn't even get to keep the sandwich. I did it, man. And I wanted that shit so bad. Have you gone back since then? Oh, yeah. Of course. This is my favorite place to go. Anytime someone visits Queens or in Astoria where I grew up, I tell them like, you got to go there. 
Like that sandwich is going to blow your mind. Well, apparently it almost fucking killed, killed you. So, yeah, so it's yeah, worth yeah, dying yeah. for, apparently. But, but that's why I was saying how it was really stupid. Because like yeah. that shouldn't have happened. But because when you have braces on, there are certain things that you can and can't eat. Like you can't eat like buffalo wings off the bone. Yep. Right? Like you can't bite into that. And for me, I just, for some reason, dude, I just went to take a big ass bite and I didn't. I just like went to swallow the whole thing. Hey, yo. But yeah, I'm gonna almost, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip that just for you. I almost I almost died, dude. For real, you almost died. Your life flashed before your eyes. Yeah, I started like, taking uh, Heimlich classes mm -hmm. after. Only a couple, like two, three. Now I know at least what to do if someone. Yeah, you just darts them. Darts from the stomach. Yeah, darts yeah. from the stomach. Do a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay, so that was the first one. So what was the second one? The second one, um, my dad and I are in the van going to work. It's about. 2.45 in the morning, my dad has a coffee truck in New York City. So we would leave the house at like 2.30, get to Manhattan around like 3.30, and then we would prepare the eggs and the bacon and the coffees and whatnot. And um, we're on the highway, and we're in the express lane, you know, the left lane. Mm -hmm. And up ahead is just a car. They got into an accident, and there was just a car like in the left lane. No hazards on, nothing, just like chilling. And, dude, we're going like 80. We're flying. You got to get to Manhattan. And I'm kind of just like laid back. And sometimes I would nap in the car on the way to work. Yeah, get a little extra sleep. Yeah, a little extra 30 minutes, you know, power nap. So, dude, I'm kind of just like chilling with my legs on the dashboard. And I'm like this, kind of half in, half out. And then my dad, bro, I swear he probably got as close, like the front of the car was like from me to you. At 80 miles an hour, he was able to stop with this much distance. No, no, no. He oh. didn't stop. Oh. He, like, he couldn't make out ahead of him, like, what was happening. And it snuck up on us. Because there's a point on the Long Island Expressway where there's no, like, streetlights. It's only about a quarter mile. There's no streetlights. So you can't really tell the distance. You know, like, growing up, I remember my parents used to tell me, like, yo, if you see a car at a distance and you're going across the street, wait for it to clear first. Because you can't really make out at nighttime, just how far those lights are. Right. Like, the perception of it is different than, like, yeah. in daylight, you could be like, yo, that car's, like, three blocks away, I'm safe. But at night, you don't know how fast it's coming, you don't know how far it is. Yeah, you just, you can only perceive it by the lights. Exactly. So, we couldn't, my dad couldn't, like, make out how far it was. And he's kind of just, like, chilling, handling the steering wheel. And then, bro, just, like, abruptly, just, like, Cuts into the right lane. We can't. We don't even know. We were lucky. No cars were coming. Yeah. Because we're going like 80. Yeah. You're and, next, we just, and you're in what? Like a food truck, right? No. Nah, we're in a like a like a big white van. Okay. But still with some mass behind it. Like there's there's it's not, you know, a Miata where you're just going to stop on a dime. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's one of those like storage kind of like if you were to move like a U-Haul. Yeah, yeah. Like, think of like a U-Haul okay. van like that. Like a box truck. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And dude, he just like last second, just like, because we were going to hit it just dead on. It was a wrap. Again, it was a wrap. And he just like swerved out the lane. And in that moment, I saw like my life, my life flash in front of me. And that was even shorter time than the food story. Because that was like, bam, bam. Like he got into the other lane. And then he like steered it clear and he's like, holy shit, that was close. And then we kept driving. <laughs> and he's like, let me turn the music up. But like that moment was maybe, let's just say, give or take three seconds, my whole life flashed in front of me. Because I was like, dude, we're hitting the back of this car at 80 miles per hour. Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's over.
that was crazy. I've, but, I've been I, so I've, I've been in some of those situations. Like I just had one the other day. Uh, so like here, when you get on the two fifteen and you take it to where it does that roundabout onto the fifteen. Uh, right as the roundabout ended, there was like an accident. So there was an, a fire truck here blocking. So you had to kind of before the lanes merge merge lanes. So I was doing it, and there was technically two lanes. But I I'll be I'll be honest. I was a little bit in the wrong. I was coming out a little too wide, and this car almost just sideswipes me. Like, see, if I was that person, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to slow down because I see there's a fire truck there that's blocking a lane that people are going around it. But this person was like, no, I'm just going to full send it 70 into this exit. And, uh, yeah, but I've had plenty of those moments. I've never had my life flash before my eyes. Do you think that person was on their phone? Oh, 100%. Bro, a lot of people drive with their hands on their phone. Yeah, not me. Or their uh, eyes. Yeah, not me, though. Ever. <laughs> Now I yo so I got a not near death experience, but I was in a car maybe a couple of years ago. It was pre pandemic, <clears throat> and I was kind of just like texting and driving, and I got very close to like rear ending someone. And it was it was more so like bumper to bumper traffic kind of thing. Yeah, I've um, been close. I've definitely been close. And I was just like, this is really dumb. I'm like, yo, it's the group chat telling me to get on Call of Duty. Like, it could wait. Yeah. And ever since then, what I do is I put my phone on, like, vibrate, and I have it face down. I don't even want to leave my phone face up when I'm driving because the glare is just going to make me direct my head into yeah, that direction. Yeah, even if you don't want to, it's just going to. Yeah. And now I just put it face down, bro. I don't even hook it up to the car, like the AUX plug. I don't even do that because I don't want it to, like. Ding, and then it's like, oh, well, someone texts me. I can't see it, but I can hear it. See, I have that turned off because mine is through Bluetooth mm, okay. on, through my car, and I have that turned off, except for calls. And so I have to, like, but on my radio, though, I have a button that I can hit to end the call. Right, all right. But, um, and it's still hands-free for you. It's not that, you know what I mean? Like, you could just answer it, and then you're talking through your car. Yeah, yeah, then I'm talking through Bluetooth through the right. car. Yeah, it's not, I'm not like, hey, yo, Nick, yeah, I'm on my way to class right now, man. I'll be right there. No, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'll tell you this, dude. And uh, I have some, I have some friends that are cops. I have some family members that are cops. They would prefer you talking on the phone than texting, because at least when you're talking, you're still looking. You're still looking. Texting, you're literally texting, you're 100 here. diverted. Yeah, not if you text like this. Even so, bro. <laughs> I know. Please don't take that I as advice. To, Please I don't do to, that. I used to text like this with my my forearms on the like that. So it's distracting. Yeah. And ever since then, I was like, man, this could be really dumb if like one day I get into a car accident. Knock on wood, and it's yeah. because like my boy was like, "Yo, get on FIFA." And you're like, "You're like, I'm gonna beat that ass." And your last text, they put it. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, on, a, you're just, on a no drinking driving dumb, commercial, bro, and it's really not worth it, man. Yeah. Like, like they say, it could wait. Yeah, yeah, man. it can wait unless you got like you know nice, nice girl you're talking to. It could wait. It could wait. <laughs> okay, so that's the second time. So how old were you there? Did you say again? There, I was like thirty, dude. Oh, so this is, okay. So you yeah, said, yeah, this, like, was, this was recent. Yeah, this was recent. Okay, so what was the last one? The last one was a fishing accident. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, so I actually have this cut here. I, I doubt you'd be able to to see it. It's kind of faded now, but like it's right on like one of my arteries and my veins. And I have time, one of those. Yeah. And every time people see it, they're like, "Dude, did you try to like kill yourself?" I'm like, "No, no, it was a fishing accident. I was 14 years old, and uh, they're called bluefish. They're kind of like piranha types." Okay. But it's a very aggressive fish, but it's very fun to, like, cast and 
and get. Like they're a little little squirrely, right? Yeah, they they put up a nice fight, right? And I love fishing. I haven't fished in like a decade, but I would drop everything to like. I gotta take you next time I go because I go deep sea fishing in San Diego. Dude, I love it, bro. But you catch like barracuda out there. Oh. Yeah. Or pelicans if you're lucky. Like we would we would catch like (laughs) porgies. Okay. Yeah, I mean you catch a lot of like mackerel out there, which are like honestly feeder fish. Yeah. And I remember uh, I was like ten, and I was so I caught like three of them, and I was so proud. I made my dad cook them, and they were like dog shit they were awful but yeah yeah i'll have to next time uh next time i go i'll have to let you know because i think you would love it because you go out on a boat on like a big boat and there's like 50 people on that boat and you're all fishing and they take you like deep into the sea mm. like like probably like a good mile or two off the off the coast so these these fish they they stay at the top of the water and okay. one way that you could realize where they're at is the the pelicans yeah they dive they, in they dive in so we were kind of fishing for porgies at the time. I was I was fourteen. Yeah, I was fourteen, and it was me, two like really close family friends at the time. They were like eighteen, nineteen. They were like my like my older bros, my older cousins, and our parents were on the 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 boat with us too. So it was maybe like eight of us, and we're fishing for porgies, and we just see like a flock of birds just diving in, and my friend Andy. It was his boat. He was like, oh, bluefish, let's go. Like, Nick, we, we know you love bluefish. Because, like, they actually put up a really dope fight, right? So we go over there, and and I go out casting. I bring, like, three, four in. Like, dude, you could you could bring in a ton. Like, it's literally, like, you catch them. We would give it to, like, one of our parents because in New York State, and I'm sure it's like this. Well, I, I don't know. This is a good question for you because I've never fished anywhere outside of New York. But you have to have, like, a certain... It has to be a certain limit for you to take home. Yeah, yeah. Like the size mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, like that's a, a, I think that's a, like a national. Yeah. Like a porgy, I think, has to be like over like 10 inches for you. So if it's like like four inches, you got to like throw it back in the water. You can yeah. get a ticket or some shit. Well, I mean, because you guys are fishing by yourselves, right? Yeah. yeah when I, when we go, there's a crew there and they'll, they'll straight up look at it and go, no, you got to throw that back. Right. So you would have like the, the, the fish, like the fish police come over, like the water police. Yeah, the fishing game. And they come over and they'd be like, yo, we got to investigate your cooler or whatever. So whatever. I'm catching a bunch of fish. Now, the way to like sort of paralyze the fish is you just grab it by its gills and then you're able to just like control it. Right. Like it's a wrap, right? So I catch this one and it was like 28 inches. I was like, holy shit, this is a beast. So, dude, I go to open up the cooler and I have it like it's a wrap. Like it hasn't moved. And as I lift the cooler and I go to put it in, it has like one last like one last hurrah and it's the back of its tail was sharp right it sliced across like my wrist and the blood was squirting like, out squirting out my mom sees that faints i'm like losing feeling in my arm yeah i'm like oh i'm like what the hell at first i'm shocked i'm looking at it like i'm like yo manny the other kid i'm like what's going on and then my mom sees it she faints and it gets to a point where it's just my arm is just like going numb and then we wrapped and we got really lucky because when we went we weren't too far out into sea we were maybe like 200 yards out into sea and then we went to shore and there was like a a nurse she like wrapped me up first aid kit and then i went to an er but it was like that was close dude it wasn't as severe actually it was severe because like something actually happened yeah you were the other legitimately injured yeah the other two kind of were like moments where this one was like, yo, I was about to lose a shitload of blood, bro. <laughs> I did lose a shitload it's, of it's blood. It's like, a, it's like a, you didn't know how bad it was in the moment. But then looking back on it, you're like, oh, I was fucked. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> – that was probably closer than the other two. And, and, and uh, I mean, that one, but I mean, like, the car one, you were seconds away from just, like – Yeah, yeah, but so that one, like, got avoided. Like, that yeah, one would have been th- way But this worse. one, was, it was avoided, but also it's different because it's a, you were actually injured, you know? Yeah. Technically, I could get a paper cut, and if I don't do anything about it, I could – that's Maybe a, it's a stretch, but like that's a big ass paper cut. If that's the case, uh, if it gets infected, nah, it can be a little one. Get infected on a little one. Okay, so that I've never once had a near death experience ever. Maybe maybe I just don't know how to identify it, but never once. I've been in scenarios where I was like, that was really dangerous. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> keep doing what I was doing or something like that. Like I used to ride bikes a lot, and I would crash. And one time, uh, there was a there's a U-Haul place over off of Rancho and Jones. And they have like an elevated parking lot, so the property's so big that you can go down like a like a like a uh, an asphalt path, and then there's more trailers down here. Well, over to the left of it, there's a little you know a little uh, curb that you can jump over and come down like six feet. Well, uh, I was doing it with my friend, and I hit it, but my front tire like hit it and kind of hung on it, and I went face first down. Luckily, the bike came with me. And I caught myself, and I landed on my chest. But like my friend was like, "Dude, you almost just fucking died!" Like he was, he was at the bottom, and he was like, "All right, we're done for the day." Damn. Like, like let's just go home. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Like, dude, I had a friend of mine. He used to do like BMX, mm-hmm. like X Games kind of thing. Yeah. Like he was trying to do the X Games, and one time he had like a little one of those like Toys R Us ramps that you the would plastic buy. ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and if you didn't weigh it down, it would skid. You would ride up, and it go. And dude. You know, like uh, you would like spin your wheel, mm-hmm. like like the the handlebars, and yep. be like a cool ass bar trick. spin. Yep, dude, he did that, and like it got caught, and he landed like bare chest on the handle, <sighs> and it like there was a little hole. Like we're like, yo, that could have if that didn't have the padding. You know how it's like that that yep. rubber grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your grips. If that was just metal, that could have like penetrated, dude. That could have been rough. Been yeah, rough. you have to be real. Ca- I used to watch uh, Scarred. Do you ever watch that on MTV? No. Uh-huh. Travis, did you ever watch Scarred on MTV? Oh my God, I forgot yeah, there was a show where uh, the singer from Papa Roach would review. It was like ridiculousness, but it was just people like wiping out. But like bat, like they would show like, yeah. So yeah, I, I hit this like me. I hit this jump, but then I ended up needing like three surgeries, and uh, I crushed my femur. And and they'll show you like full pictures and everything. It was on MTV. It was a crazy show. Damn. Yeah. That, maybe that's why I am the way I am now is because I watched that stuff no hesitation. Did not affect me. At least at the time. It affects me now, my mental health, but that's... Yeah, that's it's different. weird because like, I love fighting and like fighting sometimes has some really wild... Yeah. I can't watch... Okay, so I don't know. So we're big. We're really big into, into UFC. You talk about it on your show. Uh, we both have placed bets on UFC fights. I produce several shows for UFC fans and fighters. Um, I can watch UFC fights all day long and even in person, like I get a little like anxious. I don't like confrontation. And in high school, I hated seeing people fight. Like I felt bad for them. Mm. I always felt bad for people who would fight. And so like, I can't watch street fight videos. Like I can, but like I, I get uncomfortable because I'm like, these people like probably didn't really want to fight. Dude. I feel the same exact way. I hate stadium fights. When people go to sporting events. Yeah, I hate that. And I've seen a ton of them because I used to go to at least one Charger game every year. 
and you just see dudes with their kids next to them yep. just getting flatlined. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awful to watch. It's so uncomfortable. And some of these guys are obviously alcohol's involved. Yep. And you see dudes just falling rows down. Yeah, rows down. Like, yo, it doesn't take much for you to just get punched and then you just land on concrete. Like, that could kill you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, fights fights <laughs> in the street are definitely... It, it's fucked up, but have you heard what Joe Rogan has said about what happens if you get... If you get, uh, uh, like, t- uh, like you somebody takes you down, like, in a street fight, he said it's you getting hit by the world. <laughs> like, if you get, like, if I double leg you and slam you, it's not me slamming you into the ground. That's the, that's the earth hitting you. Yeah. I mean, shit, you've seen videos of dudes getting picked up and just, like, dropped on their onto, head. Yeah. And then they're just, just out. Yeah. It's I, nuts, man. I don't like, I, I'm the same exact way, dude. But I'll watch UFC all day. Oh, yeah. But it's also they're professional fighters. Yeah, they both went in there knowing that this is going to happen. This, yeah, it's their livelihood. They're not getting sucker punched. Like yeah. you see some videos. I watched a video. This dude was paying for sneakers at Foot Locker, and this guy just comes behind them, right hook. He's like, shouldn't have been talking shit, motherfucker, and then walked out. And like that kid's trying to get up, and like he just has no control of his limbs. Yep. It's like, damn, bro. I was just trying to buy a pair of Jordans, and you fucking just knocked me out. Like you don't see that coming. Nope. Oftentimes, guys that get dropped in street fights is because, you know, you and I are in a confrontation. We're drawing back and forth. Travis comes over. Travis comes in, and, like, it, it doesn't take much because you're not – at least when you're fighting, like, you could bite down on your mouthpiece. You can brace for it, but if you don't know yeah, it's coming. Yeah, that's the ones where sometimes you'll see fighters, like, a very famous fight where this happened, Stipe, when he fought DC the first time. Mm-hmm. He said that that check left hook, he's like, I didn't see it coming. He's like, dude, I've been hit by Francis. But that one look just the, came out of nowhere. Look at the Edwards Usman fight. He didn't know that that left kick was coming behind the left. Ah, that's also a leg kick. That's a little different. But it I'm was talking a head about. Kick? But but there there's some where where like Stipe has gotten leveled. Yeah. And but he saw it coming. And then there are other times with the DC where it just it was just so quick where he's like it was like a flash knockout. Yeah. Like, but so like, yeah. I can't watch. I can't watch it though. Like, nah, me neither, man. I it, it it grosses me out. Maybe that's the t- like. Maybe it grosses me. It makes me like feel sad. Like I I get like sad for like like I'm a parent. Like I wouldn't want my kid to see that. I had a, I had a street fight in front of my little sister, and she cried afterwards. It made me feel awful. Yeah. And like I wasn't the one in t- like antagonizing the fight. Um, I got my ass worked. That was before I wrestled. You mm-hmm. know, afterwards, I, I wasn't getting work no more. But uh, yeah, like it. It's like a pro- It's it's very primal. Like I feel very like. Oh, this is life or death right now. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't know if I would ever, like, would you be able to take your dad serious again if you saw him get knocked out in front of you? I, d- I don't think so. No, right? Could you, Travis? And if he was like, yo, go take out the trash. He'd be like, shut up, yo, before I call Bob to come over here again. <laughs> Fucking flatline you. That's, that's another reason why I wanted, wanted to learn some self-defense. I'm not so Dude, I've never gotten into a fight. I'm Good. very passive. I avoid confrontation at all costs. Like, if you say something, it's like, cool, man, no problem. You can have it. Doesn't bother me one bit. But in the event, if, if shit happens, you know, shoot a little Darson, do that real quick. <laughs> you know, at least being able to judge also what's cool. Like, I know I'm being silly now, but one thing that's cool about, like, wrestling and jujitsu, or even if you take any sort of martial art, you understand distance. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you're this far from me and you're, like, squaring up, it's like, yo, I'm safe. Now, if you come closer, now I understand that. All right, now... Now you're in that danger zone. Now you're a little bit closer. Now I should prepare for some sort of combat 
action. Yeah, it's from not going to be. Uh, oh, I can I can still run away from this. It's a right. no. I have to immediately assess the to, threat. Exactly. Assess the threat. Bingo. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's why I carry a gun. <laughs> fucking well, I'm not guys are in a, We are in a state now where that's We're going to get you there, Nick. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We'll get you comfortable. <laughs> New York New York uh, tamed you. But okay, so moving on from these near-death experiences, because that's a crazy encounter of its own. You told me you have a UFO story, and yeah. that's what we do best here is UFO stories. Yeah, one time. One time we were in Connecticut at my buddy's summer house. And it was my buddy Joe and I, we were like on the dock and we were drinking some beers with these girls and we we're kind of just, I was hammered and I was just like looking up at the stars and it's pitch black, right? There's no lights and... Is it on like a lake? Yeah, it's on a lake. And we're just looking up and he's probably, I don't know, where where the TV is right now, he's even further than that, right? And we're just laying down and dude, we just see these like red and blue lights and it was... It was like everything you've heard or seen like a spaceship to look like. Right. And we're just both laying there and we see it and like it starts like buzzing and it lights up and then it just like speeds up, stops, does it again and then just disappears. And we both shot up like, yo, did you see that? And (laughs) dude, it knocked me sober. Yeah, I've I was like 15 beers in. I was like, what, 20? (laughs) I was like 20 or 21. I was living in college. Summertime, just having fun and shit, day drinking. Bro, I got sober. We went and told all our friends, like, yo, we just saw aliens. Like, we just saw some weird shit. And I was so happy that he was there with me because he would say the same story. Because if you're by yourself, it's like, yeah, it's ah, less credible. All right, yeah. shut up, Nick. Yeah, you're just, you're just trying to be funny. But yeah, that's the only time, bro. Do you believe in aliens? I, it would be crazy to think that in this universe, you and I are the only, like, sentient life form in the universe it would be insane to think that so um i don't not believe in them does that make sense yeah yeah and and i've said this before i am very middle of the of the road with it i am very until we have evidence saying that they are not real for a hundred percent like we have 100 like we could cross reference and cross hypothesize and everything and we can make sure that aliens aren't really here then i will maybe then start believing (laughs) that they're not here but um i just uh uh, I'm starting to do more like daily content in our Discord server, which you should all join, by the way. And uh, I was recently typing up something about how the Pentagon is currently investigating 650 cases of unidentified flying objects. And they don't know what the fuck it is. Damn. Yeah, like that's got to be some shit. If the Pentagon, it, like the Pentagon has done a lot, all right? There's some stuff in New York that you probably know about from some time ago. Uh, with some buildings and some, you know, stuff that maybe wasn't necessarily planned by us, but probably was. Uh, <laughs> there's, they have tons of other things they've been hiding. Uh, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. I'm not like Alex Jones. I'm not the guy that's all like, Travis is actually following me. He's been following me from the store. He's a, he's a gang stalker. Uh, I'm not like that, but I do believe that. They, like, I did a video on. Um, have you heard of Operation Starfish Prime? So in the 50s, uh, after World War II, we were shooting nukes up into space to see if we could fuck with the Van Allen belts, which is like the radioactive belts around us. We were shooting nukes up into the sky and detonating them. And people in Hawaii would have watch parties and see it from like bars and stuff. And they were like, the thing, the, the controversy behind it was they were supposed to be top secret. But I think they wanted to see if like, oh, if it's that far away, can you still have like side effects? Damn. Because they said that the 
tests were supposed to be top secret. Nobody's supposed to know. But like days leading up to the operation, hotels were advertising it in the newspaper. Come see our light show in the sky uh, this time. Come by $5 cover or whatever. People watched it. Just like here in, in Vegas. People like chaos, bro. They do like, I will admit, people like spectacles, you know. Yeah. They like spectacle. People, you've heard about how here, right? You could used to be able to go up to the top of the casinos and see over the mountains and see the detonations. Whoa. You didn't know that? No. Travis, you knew that, right? Yeah, back in the day. Bro, I just got here, basically. I didn't know You're that. You're older than me. You shouldn't. You should know this. You went to a better school district than Travis and I. You should know this. Yeah, but like, <laughs> this is in your area. I guarantee you, if I went on on your show, you'd be like, "Bro, you didn't know that Ladanian Tomlinson did this and this and this," and be like, "I loved him, but no, I didn't know that." Ah, uh, I get. I get, I see what you're saying. Bro, yeah. Like there are things that, yeah, it's it's just. But you think this is such an obvious thing that I should have known about it? Not necessarily, but it's it's like we have an atomic testing museum here. Over by UNLV. Like, they talk about it in the museum. Which, by the way, Travis, we got to go to that. Bro, I don't even know where to get good pizza here. You're telling me about <laughs> oh, dude, I, I nuclear gotta, museums. I got I How the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to know about that? I also hate science. What? Yeah, science is the worst, dude. No, dude, math yeah, yeah. is the worst. Even though you kind of need math for science. I hate it, Matt. But I loved, I loved the idea of learning about how our world works and how, like, physics. Like, I loved physics, but I hated my fucking teacher. Mm. So I, I took nothing away from it. All science wasn't into it, bro. Earth science, physics, fucking uh, chemistry. Oh, chemistry was okay. chemistry. I had the same teacher for chemistry and physics. Uh, he was awful, dude. I had to, He's creepy too. He'd look at girls. I had to beg my chemistry teacher to give me like a seventy. So in New York State, we had like it was numbered. I don't know if you had that out here. Was it like A B C for you? Yeah, but it was by. Like if you had a sixty, you were a D, but you were still technically passing. Right, but like on your on your report card and transcript, what was it? Was it numbered or was it, was it letter? Both, right? You would get both. It would say like a eighty nine point nine B. Well, no, I mean like a four GPA kind of thing. Well, GPA or even like in high school, we would have like we never got A B C D F. It was. 91. Well, I mean, yeah, like in high school, average. it was you would just associate it, but yeah, it would be like a okay, uh, currently in. In AP statistics, which I took senior year, I think I averaged like a 71. Okay. Out of 100. Everything was out of 100. So, yeah. So, in, in New York, you had minimum, uh, you had a minimum 50 in every class. So, even if you didn't fucking show up, you still got a 50. Dude, I was so bad in chemistry. January of my junior year, I was getting like 25s and 30s on tests. Like it was, and I was studying because my, uh, my teammate Justin was my running back. And like we would we would go to tutoring. I was like, bro, I'm just dumb as shit. Like this, it don't work. Like hydrogen, oxygen, like it, I just don't get it. I had asked my teacher. I was like, yo, look, I'm getting recruited by a couple of schools to go play college football. I can't have a 50 on my transcript. Everything else is I'm a career B minus student. I did everything to just stay in the 80s. My mom. But wanted, that's not bad though. 80s means you're still applying yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with chemistry, it was just weird to have everything like, you know. 99 in gym because you know I was I was a stud. I don't know. Maybe I was but English English was like 85, math was like 80, social studies was like 85. You know what I mean? Like, and then chemistry would have been a 50. It should have been a 20. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I was like, yo, is there anything I could do? She's like, come to all of my classes. Don't miss any classes. You have to go to two tutorings a week. And she's like, I want you to submit all your homeworks. You can't miss no homeworks. And some of the homework was like bullshit. You know, yeah, I was like, answer she, these three questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, dude, at the end of the year, she gave me a seventy-five. 
Hey, that's not that bad. And I deserved 50 points less than that. <laughs> hey, man, and now you're here. Nothing yeah. to do with so college when you're at all. So when you're telling me about like an atomic bomb museum, how do you want me to know that, bro? Like Fair. How? Okay, so the problem I found is like <laughs> I was smart. Like growing up, like I was in, in – did you go to Gate in elementary school? Travis wasn't with it. Uh, so it was it was basically like AP classes for elementary school. You would go to this class once or twice a week. And you would learn, like, kind of, like, I remember we were learning, uh, my first year in it, we were learning about, like, the mummification process of, like, Egypt. We legit mummified a fucking chicken and buried it out in the schoolyard. And then dug it up at the end of the school year. We were like, that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, PETA was pissed, right? Fuck that. I don't give a shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like eight. What the fuck did I care? Um, but so, like, I was always, like, like, up here, I can piece it together. I can... Uh, I remember getting like student of the month in high school in my uh, bio honors class because she was like, you ask like interesting questions. You don't just ask like, why is it like that? You were like, okay, so is it this because of this? And, th and she was like, why did you piece those together? Like, yes, you're technically right, but we haven't even gone over that. And like, I would just enjoy learning about, like, I still that's me today. I still go out and I still learn about things, but I'm lazy. I don't want to do the fucking homework. If I understand it, I understand it. I don't need to do homework for you to know that I understand it. So you probably hated in math when they were like, you got to show your work. For yeah, I was like, fuck you. I'm not showing you. My iPhone did it, okay? I understand how my iPhone did it. Yeah. And then I went to school for game design, and which was all math heavy and hated my life for three months. Dude, I was so good in math until like the 11th grade, and then they introduced letters. <laughs> That's what everybody tells me. They're always like, I was good in math until, you know, algebra. And like the Pythagorean theorem, like you know what I haven't a used. A squared plus b squared. You know what I haven't squared? used in fifteen years? That. I, I saw a tweet the other day and it said uh, another beautiful day without using sine, cosine, and tangent. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Like, <laughs> like when am I going to use that? Yeah, tell me about taxes. Yeah, and shit. teach Give me, me some how to real life. how to evade them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or how to file them. Give me some goodies, not this shit. Like I don't give. But fuck. they don't want you to do that. The, and this is getting conspiracy, but you know. The school, and I feel like it's not even conspiracy, it's just there now. The school system is made to where they get you just to show up, do the thing, go home. Show up, do the thing. So that way you're ready to just go work a job. I agree. Now, uh, I do think that college is super important because it might make you realize that it's not for you. Like me I, and you. And I think that's just as good. Now, it sucks when you're like, a hundred K in debt or 50 K like me. <laughs> yeah. Or like I'm, I'm like around 30 K in debt. And every time I get those fucking emails about it, I'm like, damn, bro, I didn't even use this shit. Like I, nothing I went to school for is what I'm doing now on a daily basis. See, that's cause what were you, what was your major business administration? Super vanilla. Yeah. See, I, I started as game design and then I transferred into digital cinematography. So some of that stuff, a lot of it I use now, but I dropped out because I realized that I was learning. I learned more in a year working here, learning from Travis, than I did in two years in film school. Like, and and my film school was much because Travis went to went to UNLV for film school, so his was very like the theory of filmmaking and why we make film. Mine was no, okay, here's a project. You have to have it. It was very like work based, like project based. Like, okay, you have this project it has to be done by the end of the week, and then Monday you're gonna have a new assignment. So it was like what I do now. It was actually pretty good setup for getting me used to that flow. But, yeah, I mean, back to the thing. Yeah, go to the atomic test. We got to go. Well, I'll take you. We'll go to the atomic testing museum. George, you knew there was atomic te uh, atomic testing museum here? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because you yeah. went to school right by it. He, didn't, he was like, why the fuck do you expect me to know about that? He's like, I don't even know where good pizza is. Yeah, well, hey, out here in Vegas, 
Grimaldi's was actually not too bad. Grimaldi's is pretty good. The one your dad just, brought? And I've, I just had New York pizza so I can kind of testify. Bobby, our boy Bobby, um, he's from Jersey. And so he goes, what the fuck do you know about good pizza? Because I told him to go to Rocco's because John goes there all the time. And he goes, all right, you were right. Huh. I was like, I'm a fat guy. I know what good pizza tastes like. Best pizza I've had out here was at a casino. Which one? At Green Valley Ranch. Oh, who was it? Tony's. Really good pizza. I was like, you know what? This could pass. This could pass. <laughs> Not like New York, bro. Yeah, yeah, we get pizza. it. We get it. New York, yeah, the best. yeah. Your giant piece of litter that you live on. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into that litter. Uh, here in Vegas, we have, and I'm dealing with an issue right now where my girlfriend's not letting me uh, be an exterminator because I have a nest in my roof of pigeons. We have pigeons in Vegas. They're fucking rampant, and they're a pest. I don't care what anybody says they're a pest. That's the official bird of New York State, bro. The pigeon? It's not really, but it should be. Yeah, like our official state <laughs> flower is the traffic cone. <laughs> Uh, so in New York, though, and George can attest this because he was just there, but you guys have a fucking rat problem. There's more rats than there are people. Yeah, they right? say for every one person, there's four rats. Now it's four. It used to be three before the pandemic. It's And then they took over. <laughs> like, if everything was empty, they were like, oh, we can thrive. So so a couple of things happened with, with that. The pandemic in New York City, a lot of restaurants, especially the mom and pop shops, they started doing outdoor dining. So they would build all these little like elevated platforms where they would put a couple tables out in front of the restaurant. And then, you know, a lot of it was like wooden. And then underneath there was a bunch of shit and it would just be filled with rats. Food residue would steep through the, the cracks on the floor. And then obviously you always had the issue in New York City where just mountains of trash just left outside. Like not even in bins, dude. Well, Because yeah, you guys like here we have trash cans. Right. Because we have driveways here. In New York, you're living in high rises, you're living in apartment buildings, you don't have that luxury. So I've always I've seen that like people will just literally like on trash day you'll see mountains of bags oh, yeah. uh, up on the street. Oh yeah, yeah. Hundreds of bags. And like it would fill this entire room up of just trash. Right. And what ends up going there? Rats, Rats raccoons. Pigeons. Pi uh, pigeons aren't really that big of an I, I could deal with pigeons. Pigeons is fine. But the rats they started migrating to all the places that had the outdoor dining. So right, that, they, hey, this is where the food is. We're gonna go here. This is where the food is. We're gonna go here. And dude, maybe like five years ago, if it was before eight p.m. in like the summer, you wouldn't see any rats. Now it's like eleven a.m. and they're just everywhere. Like they're just out in the open more than ever before. And I think a lot of that had to do with the outdoor dining in New York City. It was it was always, you know, late at night or in the subway, all hours of the day, you'd be able to see rats just like chilling, walking through. Like, ah, it was just here. But with the pandemic, it not sped the process up, but it brought them to light. I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a documentary Vice did or a video that they did. And it was, a, I want to say in the Bronx, they have, there's like this group and they have their dogs and they go to like projects and they just let them like fucking hunt rats. And they're like, we know it's not enough, but we're, we're doing something. We're trying to do something about the rat problem. Man, these rats are also like a size 15 sneaker. <laughs> like these shits are, they're basically dogs sometimes. <laughs> right. Like I have three teacup Yorkies back home, mm -hmm. family dogs. They're probably twice the size, right? They're about that size. Jesus. And they're maybe like the size of the Ouija board length. You know what I mean? Fucking rat. Oh my God. And dude, you'll be in the... In the subway, 
you'll be in a subway cart. They'll just like just breeze through, going. Sometimes you'll see videos. They like crawl up people. I've seen that, bro. George, what was your rat experience when you were in New York? I recently? actually just like saw them only in the subway. Um, but when I saw my first one, I was on my phone with uh, I was on the phone with my dad, and I was like, "Oh shit, wait, there's another one. Oh, there's a whole nest of these motherfuckers. They find those little holes. I can only imagine what's behind." Like the subway walls. Oh, bro. Jesus. If you could ever bust down one of those walls, it's going to look like a fucking avalanche of just... I will... <laughs> thousands of those bastards. I'll pay New York City to just power wash like just a section of the subway. I just feel like it might be the most satisfying thing I've ever done. Just power yeah. washing the shit out of the, one of the subways. Dude, what's crazy is that they actually do. That's that is crazy, <laughs> right? But you would never, you would never guess. That's why sometimes you get a fresh subway cart. You're like, oh, You're like, yo. But then think, it takes one cracky to shit in it. Yeah, and that's another thing too. The homeless in New York, they like take over the subway cart sometimes. But when you're a regular, you'll see them every day. You're just like, ah, it's the same dude. Like you just know. So the main, the main subway line for me was the N train. Started on uh, Dittmar's Boulevard, and it would take you all the way to Coney Island. I think it's the only train that takes you through three boroughs in New York City, like straight through. You don't need to connect or anything. Okay, because I was say, I'm like, I, I've never, I've only ever been to, to Canada, never been to New York City, but I've been to upstate New York. Wow, you never been to New York City? No, and my, so my grandmother, uh, my mom was born in Rochester. My grandmother lived in Rochester. I still have family in Rochester. One of my best friends from middle school lives in Buffalo, but I've never been to the city. I've always ever been to Victor, Rochester, Buffalo, Niagara Falls. I didn't know that about you at all. That I've never been? No, no. Oh, about no. you having like family ties to Buffalo and Rochester. Yeah, my mom was born in Rochester. My grandmother grew up there. Um, yeah. My best friend from college, Nick, also is his name. He has mm -hmm. a gym up in Rochester. We went oh, to okay. school together in Buffalo. Okay. So I'm familiar with that area. I haven't been. Last time I was there for, was for my... I feel so bad. I was there for a family member's wedding, and she's getting a divorce now. It's kind of fucked up, but <laughs> 2023, man. That was uh, I was still in high school. I think I was a senior, so that was some. That was like five, six years ago. Look, Rochester and Buffalo is not exactly a place that you'd want to go and visit and vacation unless you do have family, family there. Yeah, when it's I the same thing I say about New Jersey. Like yeah. you'll never hear someone be like, "Yo, you know where you should go on vacation to? New Jersey." No one ever says that. <laughs> no one ever says that. No. See, I asked. Uh, you know, because the Jonas Brothers grew up there, and so I asked Kevin because I was I worked on, I was a producer for their dad show, and I was like, "How is Jersey?" He goes, "It's not North Carolina." I was like, "What's that? What is that supposed to mean?" It's just not North Carolina. Like, yeah, though. like I mean, this isn't North Carolina either, but you like it, so. Do uh do do rats do rats like intimidate you? Like, are you afraid of rats? I'd probably be like, "What the fuck?" Like, but I don't know. I've never really seen one that wasn't like. In you gotta see a New York City rap, bro. That'll yeah. change. That'll take your manhood and be like <laughs> jumping on the table and shit, pulling guard. No, actually, you wouldn't pull guard because that shit's on the floor. Those, yo, those are, uh, they're different, man. Those things are. And, and again, now, ever since the pandemic, dude, they just come out all hours of the day, like in traffic, hundreds of people waiting on the corner to cross. They'll just like. But it's just, it's just like me seeing a pigeon. It's just like, huh? At some point, you just get used to it, right? Ah, you don't get used to that, bro. It still creeps you out. It still creeps you out. Knowing with how many diseases they carry, dude, and especially during the day, for it to be eleven in the morning and you just see a rat pop up 
on a nice 90 degree day in New York City in July. Like, holy shit. Now they're it, everywhere. Like, can I go to like a Summerlin area of New York and be like, there ain't no rats here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I'm talking about like deep in in Manhattan, they're everywhere. Another reason why is because Manhattan is New York City should be its own like country. <laughs> right. Because it's there's no other place in the US that is like New York City from a diversity standpoint, from a holy shit, there's 9 million people in this five-mile island of Manhattan. Right. You have all these skyscrapers. So you have a 50-story building with, let's just say, 300 fam- apartments. How much trash is going to be outside? Yeah. Mountains. Mountains of trash. Bunch of rats coming out just all over the place. It's a, it's a big issue that the city has, man. Has anyone ever been like carried away by rats? Like they, like they, they fall or like there's somebody sleeping on the floor and there's just a bunch of them get under them and just carry them down and like to their lair. Yo, that's hilarious. That would be some creepy shit though. That'd be bizarre. It would be bizarre. It would be very fucking bizarre Man. to see that shit. And and the thing with me with the rats is that they're just they're so gross. Yeah, they carry disease and everything. Yeah, That's literally bro. how most of Europe died was because of rats. But yo, don't you think it's weird that like squirrels don't creep you out? And a squirrel is basically a rat. It's just got the furry Disney. I don't follow. Uh they make squirrels all cute. In in the media, you think you know, squirrels are cute. They're cool. Hmm. Rats are usually villains or Whoa. I like this. Before we take off, Nick. Have, I always like to ask this to people, and I, people have been saying they either don't want the question at all or they want it like at the end of the show. So I'm going to try it at the end of the show. But have you personally, Nick Davis, hailing, you grew up in Queens? Yes, sir. Hailing from Queens. Come on, now, bro. Look at the shirt. Now, for, oh, I thought it was a champion, but it's Queens. No. Oh, that's repping it. That's repping it. All right. Have you personally ever had a paranormal experience? Um,. Yo, again, how I said before, I'm really dumb. What do you mean by that? So paranormal could be, like, I'll tell you mine. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you've met my friend Franny, but he's been on the show a couple of times. Uh, he's really, I grew up with him. Uh, he likes to fuck with me when he drives by my house. He'll honk the horn and yell, like, fuck you, Austin, or some shit, like, because we're friends. We do that. Um, I was home alone. Girlfriend was out. I was home alone. And I thought I was, like, in an earthquake because I felt like I could hear my window's, like, moving as if somebody was, like, pushing on them. Like, not, like, you know, knocking, but, like, it was, like, the whole foundation of the window was, like, wobbling. And I was, like, what the fuck? So I run outside thinking I was going to see my friend. Don't see him. I text him. I'm, like, dude, what's happening? He's, like, oh, I'm in, like, California, dude. What's going on? I was, like, what? Girlfriend's gone. Nobody's home. Text my girlfriend. It's, like, or she comes home, and I'm, like, hey, this just happened. She's, like, all right, I'll call my mom. She calls her mom, and her mom comes over with holy water and blesses the room. And I am not religious in any aspect. Like, I'm probably the farthest away from that. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it was unexplainable. There's nobody outside. There's nobody even, because I bolted outside. Like, even if somebody was running, I would have seen them run up and down the street. Didn't see anybody. My friend was gone. He was the only person that would do that. The neighbors weren't home. No explanation what that was. And my girlfriend had had so many encounters at her old house. She still claims that her dad's house is haunted. Like, she's like, yeah, I'd see a, there was a guy that I was always stand at the, at the top of the staircase. And I was like. And you were just chill with that? She's like, what was I going to do? Move at eight? Like, 
So something like that or something you maybe because like paranormal doesn't necessarily have to mean ghost. Mm. It just means not normal. So have you ever had an, like you've had that alien story? Did you ever have like a, like you're out in the woods? I know you told me about like a raccoon holding on to you, but did you ever have something like you're like, I cannot explain that. There's nothing in my mind that could possibly comprehend what I just experienced or heard or saw. Or... Well, when my jujitsu coach passed away, Sergio Da Silva. Mm hmm. The first time, so he passed away in December of 2020. Okay. We had stopped training because the gym had shut down. And we, we had stopped training around like September. And then when I first went back to training, maybe maybe around like Valentine's Day, February. So like two months after. Dude, I remember I was rolling with someone. And, like, I got in, like, side control, and I looked up, and I saw him. Kind of, like, in coach's stance, kind of just, like, sitting up against the wall. You know, like, when the round yep. ends, and you're kind of, like, up against the gate because you're tired. I just saw him, and it happened, like, like so quick. Like, I just looked up, I saw him there, and then, like, I just went back to doing what I was doing. And I think about that shit often. I think about him every time I roll. Really? I swear to God. So every time I, we're cuddling, you're actually thinking of, of him. Yeah, I man. thought I was special. It's, so, like, w one thing with me is I like talking about, like, experiences, obviously, right? I know it sounds so generic, but kind of fits the, the mold of your show. And I, I hate to be extending this, but... Don't, don't, be, uh, don't be sorry at all. <laughs> so you would ever hear stories from people being like, oh, I think about this person every day. Yeah. Right? Like, I see them in my dreams or I think about them all the time. And you're like, Really? This is the first person that passed away in my life that was like a holy shit. I had the George and I. Oh, I don't know about if at the same ex, extent as that, but I know for me, George and I had somebody who passed away in 2021 that was on was the other half of this show that was like, you know, a friend of 20 years, and you were like, wait, hold on. Yeah, man, it was it was weird, right? Because like I've had I've had family members pass away. I've had close, um, close like friends, family members pass away that I was close with too. Mm -hmm. And it never, like, shook me up. But this one, like, rattled me, dude. Rattled me. And I think because, like, I was with him. I, I had spoke to him the day that he passed away. He uh -huh. committed suicide. Oh, uh, okay. So I had spoke to him that day. And, like, yo, we got so close. Because you see what the bond is with, like, one of your yeah. coaches. You know, like, dude, outside of my, my dad, the most influential dudes in my life have been my two football coaches in high school who I talk to to this day. Like, I can tell you so much about what they taught me. As opposed to like what I learned in fucking chemistry. Right. You know what I mean? Like those life lessons have been different. And and with him, like we got so close, bro. And I would always say to myself, I'm like, man, I hear people say like, oh, I think about my dad or my grandma or my friend that passed away. And I'm like, do you really? Like really? Until it happened to me. It's like, bro, I think about that fucking guy all the time. All the time. Especially when I do jujitsu. Always think about it. And even like... You know, when I first started training with him, it was maybe like three, four months into my training. But, like, I still think of shit that he told me then. Right. And there's not a day that goes by I don't think about him. So now I can relate to that person that used to be like, yo, bro, I think about my grandma all the time. Or I think about my mom all the time. Yeah, you can empathize with them. Yeah. And it's, like, relatable now. Now I understand it. I never used to. Yeah, I never, you know, I had, you know, grandparents, like great grandparents pass away and it was like, okay, yeah, it sucks. But like, you know, I saw them maybe once a year, maybe a few times a year. But, you know, our friend Christian, I literally saw him 
so I met him and kind of formed a friendship with him from second grade all the way until in our in our 20s. You know, we were doing podcasts together. Him and I started the first ever podcast I was on was with him. We started this show, which was originally called The Truly Bizarre. That's what it was initially called. Uh, and I spent like almost every weekend with him, you know, and then we started a podcast with George. So the three of us were with each other all the time, but George knew him from middle school as well. So we all went back to like way back when, and then he died. And then it was, it was like, uh, uh, like when I told my girlfriend afterwards, cause she was gone and she felt so like, she felt so bad. Um, cause he was in a coma for a week cause he had COVID and he was, you know, um, his weight didn't help him at all. Like I, I want to say it didn't even like. It did everything but help him. Uh, she was gone, and so she was like with her friends in Arizona, and so she raced, raced back. She got there, she got back home the next day, and she was like, "How do you feel?" And I was like, "You know, my heart like physically hurts, like as if like you know I'm having like a heart attack. Like it's not like a, oh I feel sad. It was like a, no, I'm in like physical pain because of this, and I never Fuck had yeah. felt that ever, like." Ever once in my life, I never felt that until my friend of 20 years passed away. And it was like a fuck. So I get what you mean. Like, it was it, like, it definitely rattled me. I remember, and I felt bad um, because I had to tell, not, I didn't have to, but like, I felt like I had, I called George. He was one, he's the first person I told. Uh, and then I had to call all his friends that I knew to call them all up. And so each one was just like a, I'm about to tell you the worst thing you're fuck, going to fucking hear. All right, next one. All right, now I'm about to tell you the worst. And this was all within like 20, 30 minutes. And so it was like a weird like weight of like, oh, I'm the guy. I'm the one who told you. I'm the one who ruined your day. I'm the one who has to tell you that like our friend died. So like it was just I get I get what you mean, like like being rattled. Like I'd never felt like that ever before in my life. Yeah, man. It's so it's so weird, dude. Cause I remember fuck, I remember that whole week like vividly, bro. Mm -hmm. I remember one of my like best friends, Dominic, FaceTimed me. And it was weird because, like, I didn't even know him and Sergio knew each other. He was like, yo, your boy Sergio? I was like, yeah. And, and like, when I answered the FaceTime, I was like, baby! Like, I was, you know, just fucking around, like, when your boy calls you, you know what I mean? And he was like, yo, your boy Sergio died yesterday. I was like, what, De Silva? He's yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I spoke to him yesterday. What are you talking? He's like, bro, he passed away. I was like, stop. He's like, why the fuck would I make that up? And then, like, immediately I text him obviously no response right and then uh this one kid on twitter was talking about like suicide and mental health stuff and uh i wrote to him i was like yo what is this about and dude oh, i see the three dots you know when like someone's yeah, texting back i saw how long it took i broke down crying yeah i just and it was like a paranormal fucking experience right dude like my hairs are lifting right now like, it felt like I had no control of my body. And, bro, right. I, didn't, I didn't eat. That call was Thursday at, like, 12 in the afternoon. I didn't eat until Sunday night. Legit didn't eat. George, do you remember when we, we went out to dinner, him and I, as, like, a kind of like our own little memorial thing? Do you remember how long? Was that, like, a week after? Yeah, I mean, it was. That was the first time I had ate since. And it, he, I got the call. It was Saturday that he passed away. So I want to say it was almost like five or six days I didn't eat. So I feel you on that. Yeah, it was. That shit rocks you, you know. But it, it it's everybody has that moment. And it's like you understand, too, that at least for me, the time you, you spend on it, you know, 
it's got to be quick at least in my opinion and brief and meaningful like you got to really attack it like i mean i didn't cry like the first day like you know you just you for me it was just like such a level of shock right that yeah. you're like because you i mean with the timing and everything and it was covid and you fucking went in and i knew he was on a ventilator i mean i knew right like mentally i was like this so this you, is how all the stories would you would you say because of that situation you were a little bit more prepared for the worst a hundred percent right a hundred percent yeah in in like you I know. had a I had a friend of mine his uh, one of his family members passed away but they had they had cancer for like two years yeah and so like, it wasn't like they, an abrupt abrupt it wasn't thing. A, it wasn't out of nowhere where I think that the ones that are out of nowhere are the ones that hurt the most because it. It sucks ultimately when the yeah, person goes. But there's no forewarning. Exactly. I mean, well, for us, uh, he had so he had gotten COVID. I want to say Wednesday. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm coming down with symptoms." And I text. The last thing I ever texted him was like, "Hey, if you ever need anything, just let me know. Like, I'll drop food off at your house. I'll drop, you know, if you need water or Gatorade, something." Because I I had gone through it once before. Um. So I was like, I know how it feels, and I got pneumonia from it. Like I got real fucked up from COVID. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, it, like if you need anything, just let me know. I'll drop it off. And then the f Saturday morning, his mom calls me and was like, hey, so he's in the hospital. He was incoherent. Like we found him in the living room just mumbling to himself. We took him to the ER and now he's on a ventilator. And then for that entire week, he was on a ventilator. And then Saturday it happened. So, I mean, like it wasn't abrupt, but it also wasn't like a two year like a. Oh, okay. You know, this is just something yeah, they've been battling. Yeah, he's person suffering and right. But to be fair, he wasn't he wasn't suffering though because he was in I don't a. Know, bro. A, he was on the fucking good shit, bro. Like, dude, they had that a point, max out on fentanyl. Like, you know, I mean, at least I I've had plenty of family members like in the hospital. Like you, you know, you're like, all right, bro, grandma, I love you. <laughs> God damn, you're sleeping harder than I've ever seen anybody sleep before in my life. You're probably like the, in your you're probably like in your coma being like. Like they're in Miami with the flat with the fans. Snoop, morphined out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I mean that definitely counts as like a paranormal experience of like, and I, I almost wonder if that's like our brain playing tricks on us. It could be. One hundred percent. It, it definitely most definitely is. But it's 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 also something where like I like not having an answer to that. Yeah, because it's it's kind like, of like, a, like what if that, that what if that was him? Yeah, like I like thinking that he was there. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's always just, a good thing to think. Yeah. And uh, the, the one thing, like, through the years, um, it sucks that you have to have some whack shit happen. But, like, I feel like I've become a better friend to people because of that. Like, I yeah. feel like I, I'm more, you know, can I be a dick at sometimes? Yeah. But that's also a way that I show love. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, but, like, people that are close to me, they know that they're close to me because I also troll them. And they troll back. You do it to me on the regular now. I do. Yeah, you tell me you're gonna do jujitsu once a month. Oh yeah. And yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the what? Once a month? Once I get once I get to 180 pounds, I'm training once a month. I'm 17 <laughs> away. No, but seriously, dude, like that's that's a way that I I do feel that that it sucks that we have to have some whack shit happen to appreciate to appreciate it. But I feel like I've become a better friend. I feel like I've become more caring. I reach out to people way more than I ever did. And again, it sucks that that's what had to happen in order for me to change yeah. my approach. But also, you can you could keep that as a negative, or you could turn it into a positive. And that's just one way where that has become such a big blessing in a strange way. Obviously, wish he was here, yeah. but as a way to cope with it. Like, it's never going to get easier, 
You just learn how to deal with it better. Yeah. And and that's like, cause I was saying like, and I feel bad. Um, I, I had a friend in high school die. Um, but like, I'd only known him for like a year. It still fucking sucked. Um, and like, I always felt bad because like, I never cry. Like when somebody dies, like it really, like, I'm just kind of like, I just kind of go through the motions, but with that friend, it hit me really hard. And then with this friend, it really hit me. But like for the first few days, I felt guilty of like, why am I not crying? Everybody else is crying. Like, th- is this not important to me? Like, and so like learning how to understand that like people grieve differently, like there's no correct way to grieve. Yeah, for sure. And that's why there's also no timetable to be able to say that, ah, you know, you'll be over it in a month or in a year or in five years. You're not. And I just think that over time, like time heals all is something that we Mm -hmm. we grew up hearing all the time. And I think there's a a truth to that. I think you just learn to deal with it. Yeah. It becomes easier to deal with as time goes on, right? The first time I got my heart broken, I was devastated in the beginning. Now it's like, ah, yo, that's. Now you just take it out on me. Now, now it's just now it's just like a cool story that I tell sometimes, and right. I'll be like, "Yo, that was really fucking stupid. I want to get married at seventeen, like, you know what I mean? Like just dumb yep. shit." Where it was like, "Oh my god, my my world is crumbling," and now it's like, "Man, imagine what life would have been if I did do that." <laughs> you probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. Definitely wouldn't be sitting here. No, 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 definitely not. So before we before we wrap up, Nick, I just want to say thank you, Tom, for coming on, man. It means a it means a lot that you were able to. Come on and, and be a part of the show. Uh, where can people find you and what do you have going on currently? Nick Deus 10 is you can find me on all social media platforms. Veterans Minimum is you can find all things VM. Uh, the podcast, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, the whole nine. Got a merch store over there for VM as well. Just launched that. And gearing up for the football season, man. I do a, I do a series starting in June that kind of every week there's some really good football content i've been doing it for a couple years now and it all leads to what is the flagship show for the program it's my most successful show year in year out and it's also the longest i go for like three four hours talk about the nfl preview show and it's like the first episode i ever did was that so it's always like the i don't know the exact date that veterans minimum started in 2015 but i know the first episode so it's like happy birthday to vm so Start with the football content, and you'll you'll be hearing George on it often. Shout out to George in hey the back. Yo. He, he comes on, and we chop it up. And uh, dude, I know like before we were talking about like trolling one another. He trolls me on my own show. You know, yeah, like, that's that's something that we do. Like that's how I I am. Like my friends and I, we say the most outrageous shit to one another. But also in the end of the day, like they got my back. You know, so it's, yeah, cool. especially that's when it comes to sports. Me. I had John Orlando giving me shit in the fucking. He was texting me. He's like, Cardinals are hitless in seven right now. I'm like, you want to count up how many World Series wins we have? Like, we're, we're number two in the entire MLB. Like, shut the fuck up. Let's go. Like, I'm tired of hearing it. And then he texts me again. Oh, you guys are down 5-0 as I get the notification from the Cardinals app. I'm like, I know, John. I know that we're down 5-0, okay? You feel better that the Dodgers finally have a sympathy year? <laughs> like, but Nick, thanks again so much for coming on, man. Thanks I really appreciate me. it. Those were some... Uh, some big topics to open up about and you know and it's not easy to do that and so i appreciate it i know the fans will appreciate it for everybody listening thank you so much uh you can find us on all podcast platforms you can find us on youtube uh we're blowing up on tiktok come be part of the fun we have a discord server you can join uh we were going to start a newsletter uh an email newsletter but we're going to uh instead wayfair of the 
Discord route, and I'm going to do basically a newsletter, but I'm going to have constant news going on in there about cryptid sightings, about alien sightings, paranormal experiences. You can get info on our episodes. You can chat with other people. We have a merch store if you want to get cool hat like this or a sticker like this for your hydro flask. Let everybody know that uh, you like true crime stuff. Uh, thanks again to George for always being a real one, engineering. Yeah, and uh, the the rookie. Uh, we had Noah. We did have, yeah, we bit. did have Noah, the new intern. Uh, In interning. between there, yes, yes, but I do always appreciate engineering your show partner. Yeah, George is, uh, he's he's part of the show. Like when when uh, Bizarre Junkies makes forty thousand a year, just in sponsors, he's gonna get two percent. He gets he's gonna get like four dollars a month, dude, minimum. I don't know. Minimum. That's your friend. You take care of your friends. That's bro. why I'm giving him four. I'm gonna give Lana two. Ten <laughs> percent, George. I'm gonna negotiate it next time I have him inside control. Yeah. I'll be like, "Yo, ten percent." Oh, I love this. I love where this. I'm is gonna at. tap to pressure. I'm, all, before all my contract signings, uh, we actually you got to roll with Nick first. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna do that. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much for watching. Remember, stay bizarre.